Heyo. Hola. Welcome to 30 Minutes Down South. She's Allison. And he's Carlos. And we are two top producing realtors. With two extremely different Southern upbringings. Join us each week as we explore the Lake Murray area with our special guest. And welcome, Allison. Hey, How are you doing today? I am well. How are you? Good, good. All right. So we made the decision that we're not going to name the numbers of episodes because last year we had a, a pasticho of episodes. We had too many different names, too many different numbers, and it's hard to keep track. I'm just going to jump right in. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about this episode, Alison? So, um, you know, as 2023 was winding down, people were looking forward to 2024. They were talking about what a crazy year it's going to be mm-hmm. between um election year election year i mean that's the kicker right yeah. and, and all the all the things that fall under that umbrella so i think it's only fitting that we start off you know with with some local politics right that's right and we want to start we we're going to start we're going to bring you a very nice very good conversation with uh Somebody that is running for the sheriff department position. Of Lexington County, which is county that covers part of Lake Murray. Mm-hmm. Lake Murray is so unique, like our area, because you have Lexington County and Richland County and kind of... Saluda County. Well, yeah, but I mean, th- what I've found, the problem with law enforcement with Lexington County and Richland County mm-hmm. is... If you're, and maybe I guess this across the board, but like my neighborhood, my neighbor is in Lexington. I'm in Richland. Okay. So if I see my neighbor having an emergency and I call from my house, it's going to the Richland County dispatch. I thought that when you see your neighbor having an emergency, you just look the other way. That's, <laughs> that's what bad neighbors do. I'm a good neighbor. Um, but then I get put on hold transferred to Lexington County dispatch. Like it's, it's a whole mess. We, we had an issue a couple of weeks ago with this in my neighborhood and, um, you know, just, just the way that the counties cross cross paths with that is kind of interesting. I never thought about it until there was an emergency situation. Well, you know, who is going, who's saying that it's going to change that? Who's that? Billy. Billy Warren. Billy Warren. All right. Well, let's let's uh, let's listen to him and see what he has to say. Yes. Let's. And welcome, Mr. Billy Warren. How are you doing today, sir? We're doing fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Mr. Billy, I understand that uh, you're running for sheriff this year, but uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background of what, uh, who you are to those who don't know you? Um, well, I'm originally a Lexington County native from the other part, across the way from where you're at there, a little area called Gilbert. Um, that's where I grew up. And um, we'll fast forward into the early part of my life. I was a victim of a violent crime one night. These guys put a 30-06, if you know what a 30-06 is. The barrel's about the size of a dime, but when it's put in your face, it looks like, it looks like a cannon. So I think I was 22 years old at the time. So I made a decision and I knew in my life I was probably going to get into law enforcement. And I made a decision at that point, the bad guys are going to carry guns. So am I. So I applied to be a deputy at Lexington County Sheriff's Office and uh, I received the job and I spent seven years with the Lexington Sheriff's Office and would leave there and spend another 25 with the uh, South Carolina Highway Patrol. So I spent 32 years in law enforcement, loved every second of it, would still be there, but 
you know, when you can't fix bad management, what do you do? You retire. So that's what I did and had no, no idea I would be doing what I'm currently doing now. Uh, the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now is I was actually asked to do this when I was with Highway Patrol, but of course I couldn't. And uh, after the last election, uh, actually three years ago now, June, uh, January 2021, I was asked again after the last election of 2020, would I uh, consider running for sheriff? So my question was, why Why do people keep approaching me asking me to be sheriff? I'd been asked a couple times, as I said, and I couldn't do it. So I've literally been working on this for three years. And um, I think the majority of, the, of, of our citizens in Lexington County doesn't, uh, do, doesn't know this, but our sheriff's department is in a critical situation right now. And I generally describe it as what we call lackluster leadership. We have, um, we have a great amount of vacancies over there, and they're still leaving. So this has to be fixed to provide the citizens of this county not only what you pay for, but the service that you expect. So when you, when you, when you dial 911, you expect a deputy to come to your house. And I can't tell you over the last two and a half years that I've been out campaigning how many times I've been told, Mr. Warren, they never came. Mm. They didn't show up. Actually, on New Year's Eve this year, what last week I received three messages and one the lady says they're shooting my house, uh, they're shooting fireworks and guns and bullets are hitting my house. This is only a what last week, New Year's Eve, and uh, they 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 never came. So so this has to be fixed. And 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 the way to fix that, uh, what's your plan to fix that? Uh, you got to change leadership. Personally, I don't know our sheriff, but professionally, this is not working, and. Um, we have to go in there and bring positive, you have to bring positive, um, um, positive approach to this. Let me put it that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, and as we said, before we went on, on live, this, I, I had a blast. This is a fun job. It's a serious job, but I had a blast. When you bring in that positive approach, you attract people. There are people that want to work there. There are people that want to work there. I know this and they've called me. A lot of people want to come there and work, and a lot of them are going to get a pay raise because your county council and my county council for three years in a row have been over backwards, which I'll be up there in about an hour. I'll spend all the afternoon up there. I've been going to county council for over two years. Uh, they've been over backwards to give give our sheriff as much money as he's asked for. And they gave him, I think, six more million this year than last year. But money does not fix leadership problems. You have to bring in a leader that people believe in because the hottest topic in law enforcement was is and always will be always is called use of force and if the men and women don't believe you they're going to have to go out and do their job that could get them hurt and it could get you hurt so um and that's an area i'm well versed in uh use of force but so um currently that's a that was a 500 employee department mm -hmm. uh for the last two years or so we are around 150 170 vacancies Oh wow! So this has to be fixed. So and where where so are they going, Billy? Or other other departments? Okay. Are just flat retiring. So our jail is seventy correctional officers short. Our jail should have about a hundred correctional officers. A deputy told me just a few weeks ago. As I asked him, I said, "On a good day, how many people are working in that jail?" He said, eight. Eight. There should be twenty-five. Right as we sit here right now, there should be twenty-five in that jail correctional officers for that six hundred inmates is there they've actually had to shut four sections of the jail down without having enough help your deputies that are riding the roads out here are having to work their days off in the jail to keep the jail open and what do and you they're uh, out, and, they're burned out and i know that you say that it's, it's, it's a matter of leadership but um it feels like uh there is there's been an attack 
on law enforcement, you know, not just in this county, but, you know, nationwide. And it doesn't feel, in my opinion, that people are inclined to join the law enforcement. So obviously when you talk about leadership, you know, we can go all the way to Washington and, 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 and the media out there, but on the local level, uh, what can you do to, what, or what are you planning to do to get, you know, people like 50, not 15, uh, 10, uh, 20 years old, 21 years old, you know, the, the new recruits, because it does seem that that's, that's part of the problem, right? They're not interested in joining Lexington County. Am I correct? And it's a leadership issue. And I'll give you a great example. Four days ago, this is in the media. Three months ago, he told me to my face, he says this quite often, we have a local sheriff next door to us. I won't call his name. You know who I'm speaking of. Uh, four days ago, he said they had 20-plus murders in his county last year. They solved every murder because of public health and the fact he has no vacancies. He pays less money than we do. No county touching Lexington County is having this problem. So don't, and I tell people, don't believe the hype that what the media tells you that no one wants to do the job, they do. I have seen 40-year-old and 50-year-olds. I spent 10 years at the training, and the training of the Highway Patrol. I was the guy that, uh, I developed everything for the Highway Patrol. Whatever they need to be taught, that was my job. And I've asked them, why did you come here at 45 years old? And they said, it's in me. I've always wanted to do it. 50 years old, it's in me. I've always wanted to do it. 35 years old, leaving, they're leaving their careers and coming into law enforcement because it's in them. You're, it's born into you. And some people do step into this thinking it's one thing and they don't stay long. True. The majority that get into this want to be in it. You don't do it for the money. That is a fact. So I tell everyone, don't believe the hype of what the media tells you. What you see around this country, what you see is you have a person, a chief sheriff or director that is in that leadership position that should not be there. They got there a little too quick. They don't know what they need to know. And when you lose your department, you need to leave. But they won't leave. And that's what we have here. This gentleman here has lost his department. And I'm only are... doing this for all of you. I'm not doing this because I need a job. I don't need a job. I'm doing this to save this county, rebuild this department, and uh, give these deputies and all of you what you what you need. And what it can are, be fixed. What are specifics that you think need to change within within the department just, just to have leadership. more people come? Just, just leadership. They will come. They will come. You've got to have that right person. It is all about who's running that department. Um, you, know, you, you can look at TikTok and you see some of these sheriffs all around the country. And the one that they highlight the most or profile the most is uh, Judge um, um, Grady Judd down in Florida. They love him because he stands behind his people. You as a law enforcement officer are dependent upon that person, he or she, whoever's running that agency. That's who you depend on. And when you believe in them, you'll come do the job. As I said, money's not the thing, but we do have the best pay going. Money doesn't fix this, but we do have the best pay going. Hmm. And we know that we're going to see officers leave other agencies. And now I'm not, I'm not soliciting anyone, so I don't want cheese the sheriff's mad, but they want to come here because they live in this county, but they're working elsewhere. You can ask any officer at any local police department. You can ask any, heck, you can ask them from adjoining counties. How is it to work here? And they're going to tell you what I'm telling you. You can ask anybody, any, any agency. So um, it's, it's just a leadership issue. It's not, it's not a complicated answer. So once we get in there, we can rebuild this department and, 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 and provide each of you what, what you, like I say, not just pay for, what you expect. 
Okay, so it's the a gasoline moment to know that you dial nine one one and hours and hours go by and you don't you you, you don't see a deputy. So the money is there to pay for new the police money is officers. There. How many yeah. how many new police officers are you gonna be able to to join the force? <clears throat> um, we need to fill, and it, it fluctuates mm -hmm. weekly. But it's been kind of consistent. We need to fill in, um, for what I know, around 90 positions between road deputies and detectives. The road deputies, uh, 40 or 50 slots. I, I think I'll have that done within a year. I'm, I'm telling you, people want to come here and work. Wow. That's they call a... me and tell me this. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I'm kind of, I feel honored that people have called me and said, I want to come work for you. Yeah. That's not what's happening right now over there. So, but yes, Carlos, like you said, I was 23 year old when I started. We also want to look at the new people too. You and do. we have them applying. They are applying for the jobs. Awesome. And and Billy, when when is the elections and who votes and where and and t tell us a little bit about that that process. The primary mm -hmm. is June 11th, second Tuesday of June. You will go to whatever precinct is on your precinct card or your voting card because that is the Republican primary. And I'm glad you asked that because I was at a meeting last night and so many people are confused. It seems everyone has November tattooed in their brain, but they don't realize that June is just as important. The June primary is where you pick who you want on the Republican ticket to move to November. Well, why is that critical here? Great question because Lexington County is a red county. Um, my mother ran voter registration over four. I grew up in a voting office. So I was there over 40 years. And mom always said the county is around 75 to 80% Republican. So what does that mean? For a countywide office, sheriff, clerk, coroner, auditor, solicitor, anything that's countywide, in November, there will be no Democrat. Generally, there's not one because there's not enough Democrats in Lexington County to put anyone on the ticket. So the critical date and that's why I put June on everything I do is June 11th. Whoever wins that on June 11th should move to, to November, should, should move unopposed. Okay, so the, the, that June is the primary, and then in November is, a, is, a, is the election. Uh, and do you know how many people will be on the ballot in June? Mm -hmm. We file March 16th through March 30th, so then I would know for sure. I do okay. not know yet at this point, no. Who's running right now that you know of? Um, I'm assuming the sheriff is, mm -hmm. and there's another gentleman that I believe is going to put his name in there. Uh, I don't know yet. So that's why I wouldn't say his name because I don't know he's going to be a candidate until we file. So it's, if that, if it turns out the way that I, I see it at this moment, there should be maybe three of us or it could be two. And that's I don't a, really know. And that's a four year service. It is four year term. Correct. Okay. Good. Good. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's that sounds. You know, I mean, what what would you say? Like, I know that I know that the population is expanding, right? So obviously, right. when the population is expanding, infrastructure is the first one that suffers. You know, you got the roads and you got a lot of traffic. You know, uh, ambulances are not enough. Police officers are not enough. Schools are not enough. That's that's what's called growing pains, correct? Yes. Um, crime is also part of it. 
We live in Lexington County, and one of the reasons we moved down here 10 years ago from New York City was because it was safe. It was very safe. safe. Our kids were safe. Yes. I still believe that it's safe. What are your numbers in the last five years, in the last two years, and what are your projections regarding crime and regarding violence? Can we still say, yeah, you know what? We still are very safe compared to other places in the state or in the country. No doubt compared to other areas as though you came from. Now, the numbers, when I looked at them, and it's been a little while, uh, they haven't came down. They kind of even out. Some of them actually climbed. I believe auto theft even climbed. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> I'll give you a grand example of, of, of why this is so important. It's not only in Chapin, it's in Pillion, it's in Gilbert, it's in West Columbia. Uh, several weeks ago, um, we had a situation over in the Fairview area, Bowling Springs area, where a father's son ended up in jail for murder uh, after one of the two shot another guy over a dispute. And um, I've been speaking all over this county, telling people you cannot take matters into your own hands. I've been saying this for two years. You're going to end up shooting each other over this if you don't let. And I know you. I know. And, and the problem is. Law enforcement, the sheriff's department, these guys are, these guys and gals, they can't answer all their calls. It's too many calls. So they can't go to all the calls. So the people all over this county are fed up and they've told me, person in my face, we're going to take matters into our own hands. And I told them you can't do this. Well, several weeks ago, that happened. And uh, now we have a murder over. We not even. I, I I thought it was a property crime, and I'm being told now it's even less than that. Mm. So, we have to be able to send a deputy to your home within ten or fifteen minutes. You have to know they're coming. Otherwise, this is going to get worse. Billy, do you know this is going to get worse? In that particular situation, did they call nine one one and no one came, or did it escalate before that even happened? It escalated before that happened because of all the times in past that they've called nine one one, they couldn't get any help. Hmm. Exactly why I'm saying people are gonna take things in their own hands. <clears throat> a gentleman hmm. told me recently I have a hundred acres and I have a backhoe. Oof. I'm telling you this this is this county, and I've been saying this as well, it's a time bomb waiting to explode. What's this a, has to be fixed. Was it like in your in, in, in your numbers that, you know, obviously you see numbers that are not, um, you know, that are, more, are deeper than what we probably can see in our, in our end. What, what would you say are the top five crimes in the county? Like, I constantly hear the meth problem, the fentanyl problem, so we have a drug problem. Mm-hmm. Homeless is not a crime, but it, it is top of the list of things I hear about daily. Homeless, the drugs, and theft, theft, and it's going on all over this county. Utility trailers, four wheelers, and um, and nothing's being done. And I've had a number of people say, "I found my trailer, I found my four wheeler." So I went to get it back, and they're telling me if I go get it back, they will arrest me for mm-hmm. taking my my old four wheeler. So, but yet they never came on the initial call. So. I never thought I'd see Lexington County like this. This is off the chart insane. I had no dreams. I never I never had a dream of running for sheriff. I'm not running to be sheriff. I'm not running for a job. I'm running to fix this. And it can be fixed. It's fixable. You just got to have that right person in that office. 
I'll tell you, I'll tell you, it, it, we'll, we'll go back to something you saw, talked about earlier. You asked me about earlier, about how do you fix this? And I said, it's leadership. I'll give you a grand example of, of bad leadership. So I'm sitting in a classroom in the academy one day, and uh, I'm with the I'm, I'm with the agency I retired from, and our leader, our number one person in uniform, comes in to give us our pep talk. We're sitting in a semicircle, and here's what he says. He says, you must always do the right thing no matter who's watching, okay? He says, if you see a man in the mall with a sword chop off three people's heads, you cannot break the law. <laughs> what? So my question is, if you see somebody chopping off three people's heads with a sword, what law are you concerned about at this point? Murder. Now, I know you don't know me that well, but I'm a use of force expert by background. I've never been certified in court because I guess the men and women always did it the way I taught them to do it. I've been teaching use of force law enforcement for 30 years. Mm-hmm. I've been out here. I've been shot at. I've been knifed. I've been in more fights than I can tell you about. When the man tells me there's a, I, I can't break the law, I'm confused. This is the man running the agency that's going to make a decision whether you keep your job or not, and he doesn't even know the law. And the funny thing is he has to come through my training every year because I recite the United States Supreme Court ruling every year. He should know this like the back of his hand. And here he is confusing all of us about what law are we can. If I see somebody chopping off people's heads, as your sheriff, here's what I expect you to do. Yeah. Put more holes in that man that he came in the mall with and make sure he doesn't leave that mall. There is no law I'm concerned about if he's chopping off people's heads. But this is what you have all around this country where you have these leaders firing officers or doing whatever they do to officers that are unjustified. Yeah. And when you lose your people, as I said earlier, you're done. You, you, you've lost your department. I know. And it's also hard to say, you know, what you're saying because, you know, whenever you open your mouth, there's somebody that is going to disagree and there's going to give you – that's uh, that's unlawful. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Right. I, I come from a country um, that we suffered through many years, many many years, and still suffering with high crime, high violence. That's Venezuela, and it's just like you say. Unfortunately, you know, uh, if if you commit a crime, you know, I'm sorry, you had it's it's there's no easy way to put it out, man. You know, like. You have we to. want to build this department back up so we can stop that. Because here's a fact. If there's a fear of getting caught, people will stop doing what they're doing. I'll tell you, when I left the sheriff's office in 1992 and went to the highway patrol, this county had became boring from the law enforcement perspective um, because we were out patrolling. We were being what we call proactive. You have to be proactive to cut crime. And right now, when you can't even keep up with all the calls, it's impossible for a deputy to be proactive. What do I mean by proactive? At 2 o'clock in the morning, if I see a pickup truck or whatever pulling a trailer with a bobcat down the road at 2 o'clock in the morning, the United States Supreme Court calls that reasonable suspicion. Can I stop you for that? Absolutely. Did we just get your backhoe back or your four-wheeler back? If it was stolen, we did. If it's your four-wheeler and you're driving your truck, great. We just wanted to check to make sure it wasn't stolen. But until you rebuild this department, you can't do that. I've stopped so many people at 2, 3, and 4 in the morning that were out committing bad crimes over what I thought was reasonable suspicion or even what we call probable cause. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have enough help, you can't do that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tough business where you are right now. And it's a very... Uh, 
very delicate uh, times that we're living right now. I think that, you know, if, if you don't fix it right now, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, like you you said. know what a lady just told me? A lady just told me this not long ago, and it, it, it made sense when she said it. I hadn't even thought about it. I'm out every day riding around, <clears throat> and we were talking about her daughter. I said, you know, I never see young people out riding bicycles anymore. You know what she told me? She said, you know why? We don't let our kids out of the house because we're afraid they're going to get snatched. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's, that's true. We've got to stop that. That, that can be fixed. This has to be stopped. Mm. And that, that really hit me hard in the gut when she said that. <laughs> I didn't really think about it. It, it. it does. It does. It does hit yeah. hard. And, and, you know, it's, it's more than just a county. It's more than just, you know, it's, a, it's an education. It's a cultural issue. It's, you know, a drug problem. Drugs are, are, are major, 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 because that's the only way a lot, a lot of those people get to find money. I mean, anyway, we're, we're hitting the, the 20 minute mark, Billy. Um, Absolutely. I want to close it out. Uh, I'm going to open the mic for you for a final message, you know, uh, to tell people again, where, how to vote, well, why they should vote for you and you know, all the beautiful stuff. Well, I'm a fun guy. I enjoy the business. We know there are people want to come there and that's what it takes. It takes positive leadership to fix this. And, uh, the, the thing is, is that people have to vote in the primary June 11th of 2024. They have to go to their precinct, wherever their precinct is. It's on their, if they don't know, they can call, they can find out, or they can go online. If they're not even a registered voter, if you're not even a registered voter, you can use your phone and go to SC Votes. It pulls right up, become a registered voter. You plug in your information, and they'll mail it to you, to your house, and it tells you exactly where to go vote. Um, as I tell everyone, complaining doesn't fix this. Sitting at the house on June 11th doesn't fix this. You have to go vote to put us in there so we can fix this. Um, because otherwise, we can't take four more years of this. We Our department is in shambles. It is that bad, which is why I'm doing this. Otherwise, I would be retired, stay retired. But I can't continue to watch this. Well... Thank you so much for your time. We yeah. appreciate you coming over here Thank and sharing so your opinion. And, and I'm pretty sure that uh, we'll have many, many more conversations with you. Maybe. That's right. Thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, I'll see you at the Blowfish if you come back over. We'll be there next week. So. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. I've been in that stadium a lot this year. A lot. <laughs> yeah, tacos next week. Tacos. Okay. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. <laughs> All right, Billy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all so much. All right, man. You're very welcome. Bye -bye. Thank you. All right. Bye -bye. That was cool. Yeah, so he has a lot of experience in law enforcement, yes, sounds like. Does. And he actually debunked, I guess, a belief that I had, um, which was that the law enforcement divisions are losing people due to them going to other careers, um, especially not being paid enough. Like that's that's something I really thought was was a big issue. And maybe it is in other parts, but he's saying that in the Lexington County, the money is there, and and Lexington County should have the money there. I mean, it's uh, it's it, it encompasses. It's one of the richest county in in the area. Yes, South Carolina. Now, um, did he convince you? I'm not a Lexington County voter, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Oh, that's right, you're Richland, right? Yeah, you're Lexington. Well, one thing that I like a lot, and and there's something that. You know, going into 
politics. It's something that I really appreciate, and it's somebody running for a position with a lot of experience on it. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, for example, you know, you have the 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 somebody running for the school district. You know, you want somebody to be a teacher, somebody that's running for a sheriff department. You want to have somebody that has a long long-standing law enforcement experience yeah uh we've seen a shift from that in current politics when you have people that are coming from other areas trying to come and 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 be a leader in that area that they don't have much expertise so i think that he has that going on for him um he seems very passionate he does seem very passionate i mean also you have to you have to give credit on the fact that he's retired so you know he could just be fishing on a on a lake, yeah. you know, and and not worry about that. Um, he's also local, you know, so he wants to fix this because he lives here, right. and his his family is from here, and and he, you know, has friends here and and has a life here and wants to stay here. Yeah. So I think that he does have those elements going on for him. Um, I do have to say the good to me a, a good takeaway that I want people to make sure they don't miss is that even with the problems that Lexington County is facing, mm-hmm. he did say it's still a very safe county oh, yeah. and place to live. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. I mean, we're not talking about you know the the, the good thing and bad thing. Obviously, is that we we do have problems. You know, it's not a perfect place. I think everywhere has problems. It does. And and the problems that we have, you know, obviously there is an increase, and this is a national problem, you know, the increase of drug addiction. Um, we already had we already had a podcast when, yeah. when we discussed all that. Um, and and having that problem with addiction it forces leads to people, so many other things. Yeah, forces people to commit crimes because that's the easy way to get some money. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, you know, we're not exempt. We're not exempt from that. We're not exempt from that pandemic. We're not exempt from that problem. We do have a problem here. But what I'm saying is that it's still safe. It's not safer than it was 20 years ago. It's not safer than it was 10 years ago. But it's much, much, much safer than many, many, many other places around the world. Definitely country. not making us move. <laughs> no, no, no. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. I mean, did you know that where I grew up, every single house had, like, barbed wire fences and and we used to do something when you have a, a, a wall you know your houses usually are like surrounded by walls and and i'm not talking about mansions or anything I'm talking from middle class low middle class you know you have uh metal barrels on the oh, wow. on the windows uh we used to break break uh bottles and use that crushed glass on the top of walls so people can jump on top of it. And yeah, that's... I had no idea. No, no, no. It was, it was, it was it's really bad, you know. It's, it, it, I remember being a kid and always watching my back, you know, since eight, seven, you know. And, and that's normal, you know. That, that was my normal right. way of life. That's, you know, like, you don't know whoever is going to jump you and just take your shoes you know and it's literally still perspective is everything still your sneakers you know uh so obviously my bar on on crime is you know very different than yours for example right um but i still agree with him you know like i never felt safe of letting damien when he was five or six or seven years old you know out there on the street with a with a bicycle yeah 
I don't let my kids either. Mine's more the crazy drivers in the neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> than anybody snatching them. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's a different world than what I grew up in. Even we literally would ride our bikes to these woods, um, a few streets over and spend the day like jumping hills. Yeah. And, you know, our parents, again, just like they say, be home by dark. Right. Um, so it's a different, different world, but I mean, I still think we're very blessed to be living where we are in the counties we're living. And, um, you know, I do appreciate people like Billy though, who are willing to make sacrifices to make them even better than what they are. Yeah. I mean, we have to, we have to thank, like you said, people like Billy, you know, for watching our backs and, Protecting us, protecting our families every single day. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, here goes a big, 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 huge thank you to everybody in law enforcement. Uh, I believe that that's a fundamental area of our society. You know, education, law enforcement, those two are pillars. They they need to be incorruptible. They need to be, um, they need to be rock solid. They need to be, I mean, with, with bad education and bad law enforcement, man, you, you don't have a society. You don't yeah. have a working society. So anyway, uh, 30 minutes it's on the nose. Today. Yes. Uh, very interesting episode. A little different of what we always do. Yeah. Actually, it's a no. Good one, though. It's, in, it's informational. I say that every time. Yeah. <laughs> it's informational. You know, we learn. We learn. And that's, and that's our goal. Our goal is to learn. Yes. Every single. And share that with episode. you. And share that with you. Thank you, everybody. See you next week. Bye.